Welcome to Judging Book Covers Podcast. Here's a, no, God, I have no idea. A bonus episode? Uh, it's Band Book Week, so um, I, way late in the week, decided that I probably should talk to some people about band books and got to talking with my co-host today, Ollie Brady, about band books and realized that, oh yeah, books are probably banned differently in Ireland and in the U.S. So how you doing, Ollie? I'm I'm pretty good. I I find out some incredibly interesting stuff about how backwards my country was, which is <laughs> genuinely shocking. Um, because <laughs> some of these books that I'm have been banned are ridiculous. Um, uh, I uh, right. I'll ask a quick question, Megan. Have you guys ever had a book banned simply because a woman wore a dress? No, I don't think we've ever gone that extreme. I think. Yeah. Uh, well. We had an entire lady's uh, bibliography band because she wore a dress that was ever so slightly too short and fell afoul of Catholic principles. You know, I always thought Ireland was like where I wanted to live, retire, be, you know, my perfect world. And honestly, since I met you, I've come to realize that that is so not true. (laughs) Well, in fairness... Modern Ireland is pretty good, right? So okay. we were the first country to uh, legalize gay marriage. Uh, we were the first by vote. We were the first country to legalize gay people and um, bisexual people to adopt uh, by vote. Um, we were the first people to elect an openly gay uh, leader. However, there's still a big bunch of old people who go, mm, "But Jesus, what are you talking about? Oh, I can't be having any of this no." In my country, Jesus, I wouldn't want them living up the road. So <laughs> that's that's what they sound like. That sounds amazing. I like to call them my boss. Declan, <laughs> how are you? You know I love you, but my God, you've got some backwards ideas. Oh, time to come into the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> I think he needs to come into the 20th century. Yeah, to that be might be a good place to start. <laughs> so... What's the process in the States for a book getting banned? You know, books are no longer banned. They're just considered challenged, uh, which means that parents complain about them. And for the most part, the extent seems to be that schools are legally allowed to not have them in yeah. schools, in their library or teach them or something like that. Um, but I, you cannot flat out ban a book Um because it, it goes against, you know, freedom of speech and all that stuff. So uh, it's actually been kind of interesting. I love looking at the challenged books for the past year. I was trying to find where I put the list of the top ten. Um, but for the so most... books are still getting challenged? Yes. Yes. Ah, now that is where Ireland has gone a step ahead. We haven't had a banned book since 1998. And all previously banned books were unbanned in 2010. <laughs> So there are no current banned books or challenged books. Or challenged books. Interesting. So there are challenging books. Well, yes, Um, always challenging books. Yeah, Um, but not challenged books. So if there's a book that they don't like, they just kind of have to roll over and take it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, It just has to go, and there are so what I think is hilarious is as I was going back through, and I found a bunch of books that I had studied on my my leave insert English course so the equivalent of high school English right um, that had been banned in the 50s and 60s and were now prescribed reading in the 1990s that's crazy and 
in Ireland prescribed weaning, um, so I'm, I think in the States you might, like different school districts can have different books or whatever. Yes. In Ireland, every child has to read the prescribed reading list. So when I did my leave insert, there was 70,000 kids did their leave insert at the same time. All wow, of us would so have cool. had to read the same six books. That's actually really kind of cool. Because then you could like on, well, a train, I don't know, you guys don't have subways, but you can be like, oh, that book, I know how old you are. Yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, exactly how it goes. Like you can <laughs> you can tell um, if you see people write down on the Internet, if they go, um, uh, what's your favorite Shakespearean play? And they say Macbeth, I can guarantee you that they did their leaving cert between 1997 and 2001. <laughs> and that means that they're going to be somewhere in and around about 34 to 39. And like it's just you just know like it's like yeah that that person's roughly my age, um, unless they get the younger range because like they come around every right fourteen years so they could <laughs> technically be twenty, but I'd probably be able to tell from the. I would say hopefully you can tell, in that case. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I wouldn't want to run a file. We had a book challenged in in high school. Uh, it, it hit me this morning when I was looking into some of this. It's a book called Run With the Horseman, and I could not tell you mm. who it's by, but it was about a, an adolescent growing up in Georgia, which is why we read it. And I'm probably going to own up to the fact that I think I only read maybe a third of it before I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> and not was it not for you because it was bad or not for you because it was not it was. what I read? It, it wasn't yeah. what I read at the time. It, it was required reading. Basically, if you tell me I have to read something, odds are I'm going to hate it. Um, but I think it had something to do with the relationship of the kid and the horse. But we made like the news because parents were in a fuss. And then our principal made a comment about how this represented his childhood. And of course, we being freshmen, so 13, 14 years old, are giggling because I'm fairly certain he had relations with a horse or something. Yeah, you said they're going, you fucked a horse, dude. What the hell? He did something with a horse that I, I like I said, didn't actually read the book. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we just were, I remember giggling about it. So Megan gets halfway through the book and goes, do you know, they were right, the band is shite. <laughs> I'm no interest in finishing the rest of this. No, I, 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 I thankfully was in a very uh, liberal household when it came to reading. My mother... Um, the only books that were banned were, I think, The Shining, because it terrified my mother as a kid when she read it. So she was like, I just don't want you waking up in the middle of the night, you know, uh, yeah, annoying scared. Me. <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, she's come a long way, as apparently my 13-year-old brother asked to see it the other day, and she was going to let him until she Ooh. basically went, are you going to wake up in the middle of the night scared? And he went... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, um, and then, Megan, when was the first time you realized books could be banned? Babysitter's Club. There's a book, no joke, with, so we're talking like second grade. No, I, I didn't understand the extent of it or why, but uh, there's a book, Marianne and like the library fire or the mystery at the library or something. But someone Ooh. was burning books, which led to either they were burning specifically banned books and it was kind of like a moral story on the history of banned books or something. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I learned um, banned books never made sense to me because like in the U.S., 
Harry Potter is considered a very challenged book. You know, witchcraft. Wait, is it? Je- oh, because of witchcraft. Yes. I was about to say, what? What's it for? Witchcraft. <laughs> witchcraft. Wow. Um, uh, the first time I realized books could be banned, and yes. this is going to sound ridiculously stupid, I can remember the date when it was. Really. Yes, specifically down to the date. It was 1st of January, 1992. <laughs> and we sat down and A Field of Dreams had just come out on DVD. Or not on DVD, on video, VHS back in the so day. So say, DVD 1992. 1992. Yeah, and, or 1992. And we sat down to watch it. And uh, and there's a scene in the high school where um, Holly Hunter is defending a book and then the other parents want to get it banned because it's filth, it's filth, it's pornography. <laughs> we can't have our kids reading this school. And she's there going, it's not filth or pornography, it's just an anti-war book. No, we shouldn't have anti-war books and things. I'm thinking, wow, Americans are really crazy. We and, are. <laughs> but then I found out today, as I, or yesterday as I was going through this, that at the same time that I was learning this, that Nancy Drew was banned in the parish I was living in. Wait, I'm sorry, Why? How Nancy Drew got banned. What, what happened was, well, we can talk about the history of banning in a minute, but uh, basically the only people who could really ban were this, uh, I mentioned this to, uh, this is the best name for a committee of all time. Um, the first banning committee in Ireland were called the Committee on Evil Literature. And they got the banned books. And then after all of the bans, everything became a soft ban after 1980 or so. But Catholic priests and bishops could list books that they felt were I'm not sure, I was going to say ungodly, but that we're having a negative impact on children. Right? And somehow the Bishop of Clogher, uh, Martin Daly was his name, uh, somehow he decided that Nancy Drew novels were impacting the children of Clogher. And I grew up in Clogher, and all I can tell you is that I've read every single Nancy Drew novel. Is it the um, food? I think it's the food. Because Nancy eats a lot. There's a couple Nancy Drew podcasts I listen to that go through the series. And, mm-hmm. like, one of them talks, like, they have a segment where it's like, what was the food mentioned in this Nancy Drew book? <laughs> and, uh, no, I'm totally not being serious. It's obviously some kind of anti-family because she doesn't have a mom. I think that is exactly what yeah. it is. It's, I think it was banned along the lines of that it was promoting divorce. And at the time, we were looking for divorce courts or like they were looking gotcha. to make it legal to divorce people in Ireland so I think it was like oh if every people okay. are reading Nancy Drew it normalizes this heinous problem you know yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> so do you guys have a it, it's currently banned book week I think that's just a US thing do you guys have a banned book week or uh, a no celebration? Uh, because as I was saying all of our books are, are no longer banned that's true so um I think what what will happen is you will find that the leave insert, so that's what I was saying, that's the standard um, tests that we all do, that they will incorporate previously banned books. So, for example, there's another book called Borstal Boy okay. by Brendan Behan. And Borstal Boy is about him growing up in Borstal. He was a bad kid. He was a rough kid. And then when he wrote his book on it, he was one of the first people, this is back in the 60s, who talked about institutionalized abuse oh, wow. from Catholic priests. And this was 30 to 35 years before it came out from anywhere else. And, of course, Catholic Church banned it. Yes, understandably. Um, but that is now part of the course, um, which is funny because a lot of priests are English teachers. 
a lot of English teachers would be still be priests in our country. So they, they have to teach quote? if it's the prescribing. Do they air quote? They probably do. I imagine. Yeah. This I'm just trying to think of Father, about... Father Kelly going. This is about abuse in the Catholic Church. Catholic Church. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a good book actually, Bartle Boy, and it turned into a movie. I recommend it. I might have to check that out. I uh, I now want to find like lists of banned books in other other countries to check out because uh, I think the U.S. ones are pretty well known. I mean, you know, we, it's Lady Shatterly, it's 1984, it's Catcher in the Rye, you know. Yeah, Mark Catcher in the Rye was pure banned in our country, 100%. You could not buy it; it was not allowed to be sold. And now it's one of the books that is on the prescribed. It's on the leaving cert for this year. I, uh, I don't know if it was. I think it's. It, it used to be frequently removed. I was taught Catcher in the Rye in school, so I guess it's probably not as much anymore. Um, but I never quite understood why. Like, because I had such a liberal book upbringing, my mother, for the most part, like, as long as I was reading and I wasn't reading what she considered like the soap opera kind of books, like Sweet Valley High. Um, mm-hmm. She was cool with basically whatever it was. So whenever I read through these things that are like, it was banned because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, well, there's so many things that are worse these days. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, I mean, you wouldn't want anybody to be writing filth. And <laughs> <But anyway. laughs> wouldn't catch me doing that. <laughs> I see the air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you know what the first book banned in the States was? Um, I don't quite know. I know the first that was, that got attention. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if it was necessarily the first, but the, uh, that one was Charles Darwin's uh, An Origin of Species. I, oh, really? In America, that was banned? I can't. I, I, I just yeah. cannot see why. Yeah, that whole evolution thing. And now we have people that are raising money to prove that the world... It's not flat. Uh, I was reading this. I was reading a BuzzFeed article and that, and I genuinely thought I was reading an Onion article. Yep. No, it's entirely true. But as I was going through, I was going, this has to have been cross-posted from somewhere else. Please tell me it's (laughs) cross-posted from somewhere else. But it's a genuine article. I'm going, oh, my God. They're actually going to spend a million to check if the earth is round. Oh, it drives Uh, me insane. Yeah, and that was early 20th century, so... Oh, you guys got in ahead of us. We didn't ban anything till 1930. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the band, the book by Mary Stopes, which I can tell you about in a minute. But I just think it's a brilliant story. No, yeah. Tell, go ahead. Tell me what was the first book banned in Ireland? Because it's the definitely first, more interesting than ours. The first book banned in Ireland is called On Sex and Marriage by a lady named Mary Stopes, in which she uh, put forward the idea, radical, I'm assuming, that uh, women and men are equal in all aspects and should be treated as equals, (laughs) including during the act of making love. (laughs) I'm sorry. You had to put it that way. And that's, uh, that is, I I, I cannot say it any other way because there should be no other, uh, (laughs) what am I talking about? I'm talking shit now. But um, yes. yes. Um, So uh, she said that, Women are every bit as important to the act of love as men are because back in the 30s and even up until the 1990s, uh, and this is a horrible thing to talk about, but it was actually physically impossible. It was not, there was no legal requirement that said that a man uh, who is married could rape his wife. It, that didn't exist because oh. she was his property. 
And Mary Stopes put forward the idea that's not true. A woman's body is her body. She gets to decide what she does with it, etc. Now that took 60 odd years after this book was published for it to get changed in the constitution, which is ridiculous. Um, Very and that's how so. a, lot of, a lot of married men got away with horrible, horrible acts because oh, it's my wife. Well, it's my wife. I can do what I want. Like, um, so, uh, but anyway, so Mary Stopes got her book banned and she got in such a peeve about it that she then spent the rest of her life uh, and the great life that she had um, fighting for women's rights and women's equality. And then uh, abortion is banned in our country. It's 100% banned. If a doctor performs an abortion in our country, he will go to prison. And this is still and today? Still to still today. He will go to prison for murder one. Oh, wow. So not not even manslaughter. It will be he predetermined and did this. Um, so Mary Stopes set up a thing called the Mary Stopes Clinic. Um, or sorry, it was set up in her honour. Uh, and it is now the institution that uh, organises for abortions in the UK. So if an Irish lady wants to go and have abortion, the Mary Stokes Clinic will organise it for her. And I just think that's brilliant that this woman who got banned because the Catholic Church decided that her preaching equality was wrong and now it's her legacy that is allowing women to act out their own So if a woman goes needs. to the UK and gets an abortion and comes back, she's cool? She's cool. As long However, as it's not on Ireland's soil? As long as it's not on Ireland's soil. However, Northern Ireland, which is an hour and 15 minutes from here and not a plane journey, they're not allowed to drive into the north and do it. Like that is, there is somehow a legal precedent to stop that from happening. So they actually have to fly to England. Wow. And it can be proven, and it has been challenged in the past, uh, that anybody who helps them to do this is aiding and abetting That's in a crime. That's crazy. Oh, our country is ridiculous with these 1950s and 60s religious laws that are still kind of hanging around. I mean, it wasn't up until this year, um, sorry, no, no, is it 2017 now? So it wasn't up until 2016 that children were recognised as their own people in our constitution. So a child actually had no rights in our constitution. So, for example, if a child went to the Garda, that's our, their local police, to report that they were being molested at home, the guard's number one duty was to ring the parents. Oh, that's terrible. And and they were legally required to do this. That's terrible. Because if they didn't, they were in breach of practice. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. We could go into religious laws, but that could be a different podcast. Yeah, that might be something that... No, that actually would be one of the most depressing podcasts, I think, out there. It might be. I'm going to go down to Roman Mars and get him to do it on 99% of this book. So you guys no longer have challenged books? No longer. All books, and it is free publication, and um, the library, the National Library, is legally required to stock every book that's published. So if you go into a library and request a book, they have to provide it for you. So... Any book published, no matter the language or anything like that, it's... No matter what the book is, if it gets published in the Republic of Ireland, now, it, there are obviously going to be books published in the States that aren't published here, you don't have to do that, but any book that has been published in the Republic of Ireland, the Library Commission has to stock it. Interesting. Hmm. I, I, think it's, I think it's fantastic, because it means that... And then you can request... Um, you can request that books get published. So... so 
Do they have an international book? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Publish them in their entirety. Um, I'm not sure. I imagine that once. See, what happens is once it's been published and released in the Republic, right? It's not necessarily published. So once it's been released in Ireland or it has its official release date, um, the Library Commission has to keep two copies of it. And then those two copies can... So if you're in Cork, you have to request. It might take a week for the book to get to you, but the Library Commission has to send it out to you. So And if you go to Eason's, which is the, the largest bookseller, like the Barnes Noble of Ireland, if you ask for a book that has been... Re- uh, been released in Ireland, they have to have it in stock. Not it, like not in stock right then, but they will have to get it for you. Yeah. So an author that I really love, um, Victoria Schwab, wrote a series called A Darker Shade of Magic, which mm-hmm. within it um, has several minorities, but also uh, has several bisexual characters, um, two of which are two guys that actually end up, uh, you find out they have a past. Sorry, this is kind of a spoiler for book two, but whatever. Um, this sounds like a spoiler. This isn't in the series, the, the, the book that I'm reading for the next time we're going on, no, is it? No, 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 no. This is a different one. So um, these books have, she's honestly incredibly blessed. She has someone who creates the most beautiful covers. So if you follow her on Twitter, you see a lot of these different languages and things. Well, either she posted the Russian cover or I'm not entirely sure how the conversation got started, but apparently Russia took her book, removed everything involving um, a heterosexual couple, got cut from the book, which this series is, you know, there are people die and there's magic and but you cannot have two dudes kissing. <laughs> so um, someone brought this to light to her on Twitter and she's actually no longer associated with that publisher and has found a publisher that is releasing it in its appropriate in entirety. Um, but it was kind of fascinating to see that, again, we're in 2017 and theoretically yeah. that's a first world country? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, Russia should be a first world country. I, now, it might have backwards ideas yes. or whatever. Because I, it, it, I think it... Didn't they reinstitute the ban on homosexuality. I think so, and I think this is part of it. And I know, like, yeah. the whole Olympics thing happened, but, like, don't publish the book. Don't <laughs> tear someone else's book apart. Yeah. So uh, that was... Especially without her knowledge. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, she had no idea. So you want to hear the top 10 banned books for 2016? Not banned, sorry. Challenged books. Challenged, yeah. I want to hear the most challenged books <laughs> all in right. America. So then I don't know all of these which is kind of crazy. I think I know like three or four. Um, and I think I've only read two. Um, Ooh. But uh, the first one, or the number one most challenged book of 2016 in the U.S. is This One Summer, which was written by Markio Tamaki. Uh, it's a children's book, um, but it includes um, GLBT characters, drug use, profanity, and is considered sexually explicit with mature themes. Wow. So what sort of children is he writing this book from? I don't know. It's probably like a YA book of some sort. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I honestly don't know next to anything about this book. This is the first time I've ever heard about it. Um, the ones that I had read that actually really cracked me up, um, the first one was number seven on the list, which is the Big Hard Sex Criminals book, which is a comic Ooh. book about two people that um, when they orgasm, they stop time. So... They figure, Ooh. they find that the other person can 
can do it too, stop time together, and rob banks. This sounds pretty damn sweet to me. Oh, it is an amazing comic book. It is hilarious. It's also a really good um, dive into dealing with relationships with people that are that have um, I can't think of the word uh, like dealing with depression and things like that like one of the characters is, is fairly depressed and it's like you get past the honeymoon phase of their relationship so yeah, it's, it's really cool and yes they're also robbing banks and then there's an entire like secret police and and because they're not the only two people <laughs> and it, it's amazing um, but I had to laugh because of course, it's on the list. Um, yeah, but wait, so they're not the only two people who can do this. No, they think they are, but... How how amazing would it be if <laughs> you just discovered that... Some, like, not obviously that, but imagine you discovered something almost as ridiculous was actually real in the real world. Like, Oh, it would be rather amusing. There's been a lot of, like, thought process behind this where I'm just like because some characters start coming and then they have like special powers that goes with it so yeah. outside of just stopping time but imagine imagine it wasn't just every time you um you came right imagine <laughs> it was imagine it was every time you, you took a dump <laughs> oh, and then and then that's... you i need to i need to take one at seven o'clock like if i don't get a seven i need to get the laxatives in so what are the guys in the in the comic book will um jack off at work and then go take a job well, of course in his boss's <laughs> plans <laughs> so <laughs> this book is clearly highly educational okay i just want to say when i said of course he would i meant he would not i would because i would definitely never do that <laughs> with my job um but yeah the 2015 list is a little bit more amusing 50 shades of gray was on it which dropped on the 2016 list I just want to know why. Who would challenge Fifty Shades of Grey? Like, it's not as if that was going to be on any extended reading list at a school. So apparently, the reasons behind it are that it's sexually explicit. Okay, unsuited well, to the age you, group. You, I don't. Know. I'm going to argue that it's sexually explicit. I, I I'm going to say. Read it, so. I'm going to say it's one of the least sexually explicit <laughs> books I've ever read. It's what somebody thinks sexually explicit <laughs> might be. If they've only ever seen it described to them by somebody else who's never done it. Um, it's considered unsuited for the age group. I guess it's assumed to be geared towards teens. I never took it that way. <laughs> I, it, it's part of that new genre, new adults to me, but whatever. Um, and hmm. then other, which includes poorly written and concerns that a group of teenagers will want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> The Holy Bible was also on the challenge list for 2015. I love this. It's just so ridiculous. This is a fact, like, I would love to find out that the Irish in Ireland, somebody had challenged the Holy Bible. and that, But they have to go to the Committee on Evil Literature and, um, and try and justify banning the Holy Book. Oh, we have to ban this. Why? Oh, it mentions the devil. That's true. We have to ban it. That's true. 2014 saw Persepolis was on it, which is a fantastic graphic novel and movie, if you've never mm -hmm. seen it. Um, I've seen Persepolis, amazing So movie. good. Saga mm -hmm. was on it, which is another fantastic comic series. For being anti-family, which I find amusing because the entire story is about a family on the run trying to make it work while like running away from war. Yeah, but that is one scary looking spider lady. <laughs> she is. I mean, I know she's lovely and all, but oh my god, she's not lovely at all. 
<laughs> she's lovely. What are you talking about? She's really nice. I think she's really nice. And I think she's a much better character than that seal-wearing bloody waders or whatever he is. Like, How oh, me, far into cute. that have you gotten? Uh, not very far. Okay. I was going to say, when you get to volume six, have seven ready because, oh my God, the way six, or maybe it's how, yeah, the way six ends, I had to put it down, cry for a little while, and then pick up seven. Oh, really? Yes. It's, oh, wow. it's... Megan, this is not connected to buying books, but I do have a question for you. I was chatting to somebody yesterday um, because, actually, it is kind of connected. The Da Vinci Code was banned in Ireland for a while. Or not banned, it, it was challenged, right? Um, as it would be, right? But I was chatting to the guy and I said, I read the Da Vinci Code. Jeez, it's a cracking little read because you barrel through it. Yeah. Every chapter finishes on a cliffhanger so you have to move on to the next chapter and they're all like seven pages long so you feel like you're getting sucked in exactly. now, I'm not saying it's a great book or anything but no but it's like it, a it, it, it goes at a click right yeah. and then the guy I was chatting to John and uh, John might listen to this he said the exact opposite to me and I just cannot understand how anybody can read that book and not feel that way about it that it it's edging you on to go to the next chapter all the time because he was like oh god man it took me months to read it I was, why? And he goes, it's just so shit. How could you even... Like, you read a chapter. He finishes one chapter, Ollie, where he says, he enters the sense of police. Dot, dot, dot. And I went, yeah. And then that means I start the next chapter with what happens in the sense of police. And he goes, nah. I just went, fuck this shit. <laughs> well, not every book is for everybody. And just like, I don't know. I The Da Vinci Code series especially, I view as like those summer blockbusters where you're like, I need to get out of the sun and do something and this is going to entertain me for two hours but i'm not expecting more out, anything else high art yeah. yeah um plain books i think is what another word for them is like you know books to read while you're you know on a two-hour flight on a plane yeah. or waiting for a plane exactly yeah. um if you're expecting more out of those well then yeah you're gonna be disappointed but yeah yeah it's like the whole robert ludlum thing and um Clive Cussler, like I, you, you sit down and you read them because there's nothing else to do at that particular time, but you're not going to learn anything from these books. Except if you're reading Clive Cussler, you're going to learn that Lincoln actually died in the Sahara Desert. It's better than learning he's a vampire. Maybe he was a vampire. How did he get to Sahara in the first place? This is true. So um, let's go ahead and start wrapping this up before it gets too long. And plus, I got to go do my hair. Um, but. <laughs> I'm thinking next year maybe we'll put together some kind of equal band book week and I don't know figure out something that was banned between both of us and read yeah but, uh, and read them yeah yeah that sounds like a good idea it is interesting to see that Ireland is a little bit ahead of us but also kind of behind yeah it is it is weird um but uh, yeah but you know what might be a good idea is if we challenged or not we it's your listeners if you challenge your listeners if we, you gave them a list of 10 books and then said that everyone needs to read one and then has to send a message as to what they think. And, that, you know, so cause there'd be a lot of people who wouldn't have read them. Yeah, actually. Simply because they were banned or they were challenged in their schools or. See, I think I, I never went out of my way to read things that were specifically banned. I just found out that a lot of things that I've read are considered challenged or banned books. Because uh, there is the top 100 band list um, that I'll, I'll send a, a copy to you from 2000 to 2009 to kind of get an idea of, like, where our head was. And I've probably read about half of these. Wow. And, and so these were only the books that were 
banned during that period so we're not talking legacy books like as you said lady shatterley's or yeah these are just the ones that fell between 2000 2009 wow i know i read somewhere that the maze runner had been banned in yeah i can't remember which country it was and because it, it promotes communism i thought they said i guess i was like okay that's one way to think about it. oh and the reason being that all of the kids band together to overthrow the uh, the evil government and they all see each other as equals i was like that's really pushing what he's trying to say in in the maze runner it's about mazes (laughs) is it i haven't actually read the maze runner it's it's it pretty much you might as well just say it's about razors like it's it's just action sequence after action sequence after action sequence yeah that sounds about right it was another one that was like made into a blockbuster and i went cool Go YA. <laughs> but yes, guess what the number one band, though? Their number one challenge book between 2000 and 2009. So it's been, is, is it something I should be able to guess? Yes. So between 2000 and 2009. It's insanely popular. There were lots of movies made out of it. Harry Potter? Yes. No way! Yes. I thought you were joking when no. you said it earlier, but no, Harry Potter that is... is the number one challenged book because of hey, the... hey, hey, America, you guys are crazy. Well, it's the magic, it's children violence. I mean, Hunger Games is another one that gets banned or gets challenged for this reason. You know, if you don't have a kid sitting down doing nothing, then it's you know could cause bad thoughts to kids while they're reading. Oh my god. Um although I could understand if you wanted to ban um uh Goblet of Fire. because uh, it's my least favourite of the books. Oh my gosh. We're gonna have to discuss this on something else. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm only messing, I just know because I know Megan loves it, so I thought I'd say that. Oh, it's not my favourite book, but it's one of my top three. Actually it might be number two. Harry Potter. Number one is Prisoner of Azkaban, hands down. Yeah, I like, I think for reading, well, we're not going to, this is not a Harry Potter <laughs> book. Um, I think Order of Phoenix might be my favorite to read. I really um, like, I think that is the most misunderstood one. Yeah, I, but I, I just, for some reason, I just find it fascinating. Um, and I don't like the first book. Well, that makes sense. And I think if, I think if I'd have read that as a kid, I don't think I'd ever have gone back to Harry Potter. Because he's an insufferable little shit in that first book. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to follow. And like I've, I, I remember saying, I said this yesterday on, on a Facebook post. I have no interest in following a main character that I don't like. I understand and that. I cannot stand, I cannot stand Harry Potter in that first book. It's like, <laughs> screw you, dude. You're, you're literally a rich jock. Go screw yourself. Yeah. I have thoughts, but we'll save it for another time. So. <laughs> we'll save it for a Harry Potter cast. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of, where it can be the podcast. Oh, nice. Speaking of, where can people find you? You have your own podcast. Well, you, f- you have a podcast with an amazing co-host, as we say you have your own, but it's definitely not just your own. <laughs> it's most definitely not my podcast. Uh, we, I was discussing this with my co-host, so I, I do a podcast called Best Acquaintances with um, my best friend Emily, and uh, Emily and myself have never met. Um, but we are friends and we're friends through social media. And because of this, we decided it would be a good idea to interview our other friends from social media. And then we just kind of give them a Skype call or a Google Hangout 
link and we sit down and we have a chat and most of the times it's the first time we've ever talked to this person and it turns out that they're delightful and you get to find loads of interesting stories and stuff it's, it's great um, and uh, as for it being my podcast I think we can pretty much assume it's the exact opposite <laughs> since yesterday Emily had to teach me how to tweet are you serious <laughs> I have no idea how to do it although I think it's she had to teach me how to she had to, oh wow she had to teach me how to edit she had to teach me how to pretty much do everything involved with a podcast. <laughs> Go, Emily. <laughs> yes, she is fantastic. She is, hands down. Definitely one of my favorites. And you should all listen. We got a Facebook page and a Facebook group, which is full of the nicest people in the world, including Megan. Yes. But yeah, the Facebook group, please join. We're currently doing a snack exchange. Like, it's just a bunch of fun people. Oh, my God. Did you get your snacks yet? I have not. And I'm now in Atlanta for 10 days. So I don't even know who has me. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, don't, I don't know either. Um, but my person loved theirs. So um, you can find me here. Uh, this is probably going to go up tomorrow morning. So um, there will be an episode. It'll probably come out late Sunday because I am actually recording with the people uh, at their recording studio while I'm in town. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, I won tickets to Wicked last week and had to reschedule our, our recording time. So... Join us Sunday. Uh, Melina and Carson will be back, and we're discussing Ender's Game. Um, and until then.